Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hmm. Oh, cool. It's one of those scratch-off lottery games on the back of these fries. You are going to jail. Oh, no. From Absolutely Productions, this is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. So, I'd just gotten home with my groceries, and my next-door neighbor wanted to help me bring him in. He was out getting the mail, and as soon as he noticed me, he dropped the mail on the ground and began sprinting across my lawn at top speed. But about halfway, he slipped on a branch and twisted his leg, and right away you could tell it was a bad one. I I heard a pop. I I think he might have torn his ACL. Immediately, he began writhing around on my lawn in absolute anguish, whimpering like a dog. He was grabbing fistfuls of my lawn and trying to drag himself towards me, you know, still determined to help, but by then I'd gotten the groceries under control. I wanted to go over myself and help him up, but I had left the ice cream on the counter, so I I went inside. Then a little later, I came back outside to help him, um, but by then he was at least two lawns away, dragging himself towards a different neighbor that was trying to carry a new washing machine into his house. Didn't really know what to do at that point. Out of property, out of mind, I guess. That was about two hours ago. He's not out there anymore, so I guess that all kind of figured itself out. desk of Mayor Barbara, the Fridge Braskin. Mayor Braskin is requesting that anyone with access to scrap metal, please drop it off in front of the municipal building. <clears throat> I am the principal of Branchburg Middle School, and every day I am transported to and from school via motorcade. The principal's motorcade. Nine school buses, three by three, and I'm in the middle bus. Row 16, middle seat, left-hand side. Roof hatch, welded shut. Don't want someone dropping a grenade in here, or a bird getting loose and scaring me. The windows, tinted, pitch black. The surrounding buses? full of scarecrows, dressed to the nines like me. The bus drivers, all wearing bulletproof vests, willing to lose their life for me. Wow, 
This is the power of the principal's motorcade. How did one man get nine buses? It was easy. All we had to do was sell the computer. Imagine, you're waiting at the bus stop for your child. You look up, is that my kid's bus? No, it's the principal's, and it's my motorcade. Every morning, nine buses careening down the highway, 25 miles per hour, all honking in unison to get me to school on time. As previously mentioned, the procession drives three by three, taking up entire two lanes of the road, other cars swerving out of the way. In the bus, I am throwing up. Every morning I get car sick. Sitting in the back, too bumpy. I can't roll the windows down for my own protection. Violently evacuating last night's dinner into a small paper bag. Show up to the school. Curl up in a ball. Take one hour nap. Wake up, 10.30 a.m. Time for lunch. Today's lunch, burgers, once again. After lunch, my day begins. Meetings, I have begun taking meetings on the bus. The principal's office is now located in the school parking lot, in the middle bus of a nine bus motorcade. Everyone who has a meeting with me waits in the front of the bus. It is my waiting room, the partition, one of the curtains I took from the nurse's office. In the nurse's office, every kid is now giving each other strep throat. Sorry, kids, but the principal needs to conduct business. But even I know I will not be principal forever. When I die at the ripe age of 64, I will have all the students who have graced my halls Ride with me to my final burial. 50 buses, 4,000 current and former students. One lucky bus riding with my cadaver. My naked body, face down, spread eagle across the three-seater in row 16. The vice principal, weeping, inconsolable, only comforted by the fact that he will be buried alive with me. And the principal's motorcade, taking its final. Glorious ride. All we had to do was sell the computers. A crowd had gathered on Main Street as there was a rumor that the Olympic torch was going to pass through Branchburg. clear who had started this rumor, but by noon, pretty much the entire town had turned out, hoping to catch a glimpse. Businesses had shut down, schools let out early, and the jail had allowed one lucky prisoner freedom for the day to see the historic torch. This reaction was a bit strange, as previously, it didn't even seem that the people in Branchburg really cared about the Olympics. Typically when you brought them up to the average person, they'd get bored and walk away while you were still talking. But I guess when the Olympics are knocking on your front door and holding a torch, that's a whole different story. 
The crowd was abuzz with what can only be described as Olympic torch fever. But the amount of torch knowledge varied from person to person. When Daryl Robinson found out that it involved fire, he began screaming and only stopped when he fell asleep. And when Audrey Collins found out it had something to do with the Olympic Games, she got so excited that she walked to her car and sat inside it for the rest of the day. There were those who knew what the torch was, but seemed to possess very little knowledge of the Olympic Games itself. I didn't even know they still did the Olympics, said Sue Murphy. They don't, but they still do the torch, said her sister, who was not named Sue. There was a group of about a dozen who all wore special glasses, so they could look directly at the Olympic torch without going blind. Whoever made the glasses really overestimated the power of the torch, though, and had effectively made blindfolds. Many of them ended up staggering onto the local pond and falling right through the ice. Of course, there were those who did know what the Olympic torch was, or at least had a pretty good idea. You're all gonna love it, an electrician kept shouting, pretending he'd seen it before. There was one woman who claimed to smell the flame, and that it was just a few towns away. Those around her quickly joined in agreement, not wanting to look dumb. Some of the more unseemly types even began placing bets on how hot the flame would be. The leading bet was 100 degrees Fahrenheit. It was all like nothing Main Street had ever seen before. Perhaps the only people who weren't caught up in all the excitement was the fire department. The idea of a stranger running down Main Street with an open flame had them completely on edge. They quietly paced in front of the firehouse, fully dressed in all their gear, rubbing their hands together in a way that expressed deep inner turmoil. Someone said they looked like soldiers in World War II who had lied about their age and were minutes away from storming the beaches of Normandy. They also had the fire truck siren going off nonstop until the truck's battery finally gave out. At some point, the fire chief had enough. He walked up to Mayor Braskin, who had finangled the lifeguard chair to get a better look at the torch and had set it in the center of town. Mayor, as soon as that torch crosses the town border, we're firing the hose on it, the chief said. The mayor, aware that the Olympic flame being extinguished by the fire department would likely reflect poorly on the town and ruin any chances of anyone running through with a torch ever again, was able to talk the chief down, mostly by screaming at him. All right, said the chief. But if the Olympic torch burns this whole town down, I'm lighting a match and I'm adding to the flame. Mayor Braskin then ordered the fire chief to be placed under arrest for threatening arson. Hours passed and still no torch. Anytime a person was seen running in the distance carrying a torch, an excited buzz overtook the town. But as that person approached and it was revealed they were just running with a normal torch, that buzz would dissipate. At around 4 p.m., people started cheering when they saw a man running with a trail of smoke behind him. This was the most promising sight so far, but it just ended up being a man trying to enjoy a cigar and was running because he was being chased by his doctor. You'd think that, since the same rumor had happened just three months prior, people would be more skeptical of such Olympic torch-based claims. But they weren't. In fact, it only made them more certain that this one was real. Well, there wouldn't be two fake Olympic torches, said an older man wearing a hat that said, well, there wouldn't be a fake Olympic torch, which was a relic from the previous torch rumor. So when night first fell, people were still excited. They thought the darkness would allow them to see the torch better. But as every torchless minute went by, desperation began to sink in. People began to feel the hot, awful breath of the moon down their backs. There was still no sign of the Olympic torch. Restless children began crying. The woman who had claimed to smell the torch before said she no longer smelled anything and went to the hospital. 
one Greek restaurant began offering a 10% discount for Olympic torch runners, hoping that would lure the runner to town. But unfortunately, it just became an opportunity for dozens of hungry people to commit fraud. Midnight. The clock struck 12, and people threw rocks at it. Once they ran out of rocks, they began looking for someone to blame. Due to his tenuous connection to fire, some began blaming the fire chief, forgetting that just hours ago, he had threatened to shoot the Olympic torch with a hose and had spent the rest of the day in jail. Eventually, everyone just decided to blame the lucky prisoner who had been let out of jail for the day, saying he had scared the Olympic torch runner away with his crimes. But when everyone went to look for him, they realized he had long escaped. Finally, everyone resigned themselves to the fact that the torch just wasn't coming, and was probably never even coming in the first place. I mean, why would it come through Branchburg? It's not that big a town, there's a prisoner on the loose, and the Greek restaurant's 10% discount was far too small to attract an actual Olympic torch runner. The crowd on Main Street finally began to disperse. By next week, everyone had forgotten what had happened. Hey, guys. Can you put the phones down for a second? I want to talk to you. So, you know, your mother and I love you very, very much. But, um, well, there's no easy way to say it. We're getting a divorce. Your mother... Chris, let me finish. Your mother thinks I smell like shit. Guys, guys! You guys know that Mommy and Daddy have been arguing a lot more lately. And there just comes to be a point in some marriages where mommies and daddies agree that they shouldn't be together any longer. And that's okay. Mommy, we understand, has a very strong nose and insists Daddy emits a decaying-like odor. And Daddy is frankly sick of having to take four showers a day to please Mommy. You know how often Daddy's in the shower, right? Right? You remember when you helped Daddy build the outside shower for when he comes home from work? And you know Mommy is sick of those showers not working. And it, Jamie, Jamie, it's okay to disagree with your mother if you think I smell fine. And guys, it's even okay to disagree with me if you smell what Mommy smells. But it's not fair for Mommy to be throwing up every morning and for you to be mad at her for that. The fact is that Mommy and I are still a team who love you to pieces. Some things will change, though. We will be living in different places, and Daddy will no longer have to put on the scuba suit when he gets home from work. That's right, Chris. You'll be able to see Daddy's skin again. And kids, Mommy and Daddy are still friends. We'll still talk, but only through text, because there's something about Daddy's voice which triggers my smell for her, and Mommy starts to gag. We... Yes, Chris, Mommy's dentist mask will be going, too. You'll be able to kiss mommy again. We are and always will be your mom and dad. This divorce has nothing to do with you. Yes, Joanna? Joanna, you can smell daddy too? A little? That's okay. Ian, don't flash your teeth at your sister. Joanna, that's okay. I think we can agree it's better that mommy is not alone, right? Yes, Ian. We're going to first try splitting the week with half mommy time, half daddy time. But I guess that'll depend on what the judge smells.
Mommy has a very strong case against Daddy. Well, maybe your mom should jump in now. Hey, Joanne, I just finished up. Do you want to answer any of the kids' questions? Okay, guys, Mommy is going to come inside now. Daddy has to take his 4 p.m. shower. Again, we love you very much. Chris, you can hug Daddy after a shower. There used to be this kid who chased me around all the time. He chased me as I walked out of my house. He chased me as I walked around the park. And he chased me as I pushed a shopping cart gently along a supermarket aisle. For years, I constantly ran the risk of being chased by some kid. But then one day, out of nowhere, he just stopped. When I went to his house to ask why, he said, I don't really do that anymore. Now I just kind of sit around. Although I was happy he'd stop chasing me, this actually made me kind of sad. A chapter of my life, one where I got chased around all the time by some kid, was now over. And when you're aware that one chapter of your life is closed, you become reminded that, eventually, it'll run out of chapters, and that you and everyone you know are going to die. I don't know if anyone has ever referred to death as being all out of chapters, but sometimes I do. And if I'm the first person to think of this phrase, I'd be pretty pleased. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. They'll be glad you did.